0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
2: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Steve Nowak with us. Steve, so after these several near-death experiences, what abilities did you pick up when you came back?
4: Oh, boy. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was fun figuring out. So I'll tell you how I figured out. was I was a retail store manager at a, uh, a store, and an elderly woman fell outside of the store and Uh fell on the cement and she was hurting. And at the time I wasn't really a people person, you know, I didn't have that empathy. I didn't embody that love because I, I didn't have it for myself. So anyway, another story. So I went outside to see if she was okay. And she was in a lot of pain. She was, you know, hurting. And I put my hand on her back and, you know, about a minute later she looked at me and she said, I'm all warm and I don't have any pain. And I could feel the warmth going up my arm. And I'm like, I went back to my work after the EMTs came. uh, And I thought about it for hours and hours and hours. And I racked my brain. And that's when I started to have real bad, like, symptoms, like time loops and things would happen. And then I would uh, walk through it again and I would already know what was going to happen. It was very, very hard to adjust. Like, I thought I was going crazy, to be honest with you. Uh, It changed my personality this energy that just seemed to become present in me guided me to where I needed to be. And that's what caused the change. But people around me got scared. They wanted me to see a shrink. um, Until I had the proof of being able to charge people up and cause what's known as action potential on their nervous system. And it took me a while of studying, figuring out what was happening, but I can cleanse their cellular memory. And that's what's linked to their subconscious. That's where we get stuck in these repeating patterns and bandwidths and synapses that we solidify in our body and in our system, basically. Um, but that's the root of it. Yeah, I can, I, I can harness a large charge and basically send it to someone via quantum entanglement because I've learned how to harness my zero-point energy. Now, what that is, is a fully grounded state of an energetic system. You become your own individual field. So you're free from the fields around you. Um, But it's, it's very powerful to harness.
2: Who's doing the healing, Steve, you're doing the healing or are they doing it to themselves?
4: No, it's mostly I'm helping people remember. I'm just allowing it to flow through me. Um, They're open, allowing it to flow through them and it basically kind of fills their container it goes through their neurological system removes the stored charges it begins to enlighten their neural pathways and they become a more let's say authentic version of themselves you know free of the self-critic and a lot of issues that people deal with mentally it's really starting in the subconscious and that cellular memory
2: We have a regular guest, you probably have heard of his name, Daniel Brinkley, and he has uh, had three near-death experiences, and I keep kidding with him, Steve, that they keep sending him back. They don't want him, and, (laughs) and they keep doing this. But in your particular case, after you had the two, did you feel that they were similar, even though you were four in one and 30 in the other?
4: I felt like they were linked. Like, I felt like I knew that they had told me they were going to come back for a certain time period. Um, I also experienced shortly after that Arcturians. So I'm not sure if you want to hear about that. Um, But, yeah, I feel it was all linked. And I can't explain all of it. I can only tell you what I know, what I experienced, and what works and what they've
2: taught me. The Arcturians are from another planetary system?
4: Yeah, they were, like, interdimensional when they, they came here. The first time they showed up, uh, you know, being, me being the skeptic, I'm trying to separate at the time, you know, hearing spirits, other things going on around me that I had just become aware of. So I'm like, OK, whatever, go away, you know. And they told me about the Galactic Federation of Light, the Divine Council of Nine, the evolution of humanity to a more um, expanded consciousness and how we had to clear a lot of the storage data that was created on this planet, similar to a self-cleanse on your own nervous system, but on a planetary level. Um, I told them to go away and looked up what they were talking about, and it you know, was supposedly real stuff. So then they came back again and talked more about like self-purification and the steps I needed to do to carry out unifying my fields, positive and negative achieving zero point and uh, being able to carry a charge of love that would be able to be dispensed to people so they could remember that they are love, you know.
2: When you deal with your clients, are the issues more physical or are they somewhat spiritual?
4: It actually ranges. Um, I've had clients hire me as they're having surgery, following surgery, and then I have clients who come to me with mental health issues Uh, one client I just had, he hadn't, he didn't tell me at first, but he said I had an entity for 30 years and, uh, worked with other people to get rid of it, but it was causing him mental health issues, you know, problems within his family, that self-talk that, and that sinking heavy feeling of dread that just doesn't go away. It's a charge, it's energy that we've embodied. So it really ranges. It can be spiritual, it can be, um, physical.
2: Of everything you've done with your clients, is there one story that sticks out that you could share with us?
4: Yeah, I would say this this little boy that I worked with. Uh, I believe he was in Canada, and I like to donate time too when I can. Good for you to kids like that and stuff. It helps me keep that that pure feeling, and that's what I'm about. Sure. So he was on oxygen. He was on a. Uh, I guess a respirator for his lung, and he had a few other issues and the next day the mother you know sent me a message uh, on Facebook, I believe, and she said all the oxygen levels came up, they took him off the machine, his lung came back, and you know to me, it makes me feel more in touch with the oneness and and, and whatever we would call God it makes me feel closer to myself, I suppose but the turnaround, I never know what's going to happen. And it's the energy flows through me, it flows through them because they're a part of it already. You know,
2: how have people found out about you?
4: Well, you can go to my site, it's trinityquantumhealth.com. That's trinityquantumhealth.com.
2: And we've got that linked up for you at coasttocoastam.com. Tell me more about this quantum field.
4: Sure. Um, well, the way I saw it and experienced that, like, if you're talking about science perspective, right? And I, I think science and spirit are supposed to become one at this time. Um, we're supposed to bridge that gap, but science says it's a theory of the all fields and relativity in one, basically quantum mechanics and relativity combined into one system. Um, the way I experienced it, it was like, it was like the blueprint of creation, like a foundation. And we seemed to send out signals. And what I was also shown was a screen that was around us or around me at the time in the center. I was pure love. And they were explaining to me, as you send out energy into the screen and you create a memory, you receive a signal back and that runs through your nervous system. And this is how you experience emotional reality, um, you know, and your reality differs based on what you have in your nervous system. That's what you're living through. That's your vehicle. So they were showing me this field held all the memories and all the records of everything. And I think some people call it the Akashic records. Yeah. Um, but that our minds and our heart create reality because our thought seeds into our heart and then that becomes action through our body. So that's why we have to be mindful of, you know, thoughts. Depending on what you get, dark or light, we can use both positive and negative to create. Um, And that brings me to what's happening, I think, in mankind now. It's called neural hijacking. It's the neuroscience term for when your emotions become so large, they override your rational thought. And neural hijacking, you need to discharge This charge contained in the cellular memory running through the subconscious like a program that just gets angry and triggered at everything. Because it's not who we are at the core. It's not how we were born. You know, it came from the world.
0: I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert.
1: It's just a shame, you know, that they
0: took him from us
2: thought they were going to kill me. So I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say
0: anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For.
2: Do you have clients who sometimes come at you with a skepticism? They just don't believe it's going to happen?
4: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I actually like working with those because being a skeptic myself, I'm still a skeptic. You know, I'm still an ordinary person.
2: Do you pinch Um, yourself going, is this really happening?
4: Yeah, I really do all the time. I'm like, is this really me doing this? And there's times where I feel like I may have quantum leaped here from the future me huh. and doing a lot of multidimensional work with timelines, dimensions, and realities, reading the CIA papers, I'm well aware, you know, past, present, and future exists within the now. And I believe achieving zero point and applying our mind as the force with this quantum generator we have in our chest is how to gain movement through spatial uh, differential and things like that. But um, yeah, I really do. I'm lucky and thankful to be here.
2: Do you sometimes ask yourself, Steve, why me? Why did this happen to me?
4: Absolutely. Especially when I see friends in high school pass. um, There's still things I don't have all the answers for. Like I know what I was told and kind of like what I have to do to become love myself before I leave and leave a clean image. But when I see friends that pass in high school or people around me, I'm like, why me? Like all the times that I was spared, you know, I I mean, it has to serve some function, but yeah, I ask why me a lot.
2: Do you think they could have kept you had they wanted to where you would have died at four?
4: I think what I had was some type of an exchange and an agreement for some type of type of exchange, whether that was with my, my higher self, um,
2: or your look, spirit guides?
4: Timeline. Yeah, or my guides or the Elohim that I met during my trip. Whatever it was, it's coming through me and it, it's singular and it's divine. And it seems to make people feel like they're young again and feel that that pure feeling that we had before the filter of the world, you know, and enter a state of transmutation. You know, I think that's what we're missing Every human can do this with their mind and their heart. They can self-cleanse their nervous system.
2: During this episode when you were four, when you woke up in the hospital, did you have anything wrong with you in terms of broken bones or anything?
4: Yeah, I had a collapsed lung. Oh, God. Um, something else around the chest area internally. And broken ribs. So broken you, you were in pain. Oh, yeah. Broken collarbone, broken shoulder blade.
2: At four years old?
4: Yeah, and the side of my face was all road burn because of how I was under the car. And the only thing that saved me was my big wheel. Um, From what my parents and sibling have told me, your big wheel got caught underneath the, the back tire.
2: Or you would have been crushed.
4: Yeah, yeah, most likely.
2: It was a miracle, wasn't it?
4: It was. It was a miracle, but I had to realize it was a
2: miracle, you know. I had to work
4: through my shadow, and that's an important part of this process. It shouldn't be scary to accept ourselves and hold ourselves accountable to love. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what I had to do.
2: And during the second episode, Steve, when you were were 30-ish and that happened to you, was it the same spirit guides that you might remember when you were four that came to help you this time?
4: Yep, that's what triggered the uh, all the memories, was I recognized it immediately it as the same voice. You know, it, w- it wasn't female and it wasn't male, but it was soft in that sense. And it, it like, sends a shot through your nervous system. That's all I can say. Um, uh, similar to, like, some of the people I work with, where you're just transmitting bioelectricity and they're having muscle spasms and certain reactions because your charge is so strong. Um,
2: yeah, it was a uh,
4: same voice and I recognized it immediately.
2: What percent of clients that you have have physical issues as opposed to spiritual or mental issues?
4: Jeez, I would say probably only like 30% if I had to put it on, I would say it's a lot of it's mental and spiritual And for me, the remedy has been up to this point, whether I get taught something else or not, has been cleansing the cellular charge because this can discharge the stored pain in your body and also correct all those repetitive thoughts within your mind that are linked to the things, traumatic experiences, energies stored to our body.
2: We're going to take calls with Steve Nowak next hour. If you have had a near-death experience, definitely share that with us, or if you have just a general question, do that. You use Reiki in your practice, don't you?
4: I mean, you could say it's Reiki, but it's actually, all of it is universal life force. You could call it holy breath, holy spirit. Um, But that's really what got me started, was me studying Reiki to learn learn what was going on with me, learn how to control it things like that. That was my first step. Yeah.
2: And it works.
4: Absolutely. To me, it works. It just depends on the life force or the the channel that's giving it, because if they have a lot of clogged things and unresolved issues stored in them, then it's hard to really facilitate.
2: Would you say, Steve, would you say you're more psychic now or more of an energy healer?
4: Um I really dislike the term psychic cuz it's so dirty, but I think everybody's bioelectrical system has the ability to discern data because that's what we're dealing with here, energy and data.
2: What do you mean it's the term seems dirty to you? What does that mean? To me it seems,
4: you know, people mention a psychic, they immediately wonder fake or not. But there's a lot of programming attached to it. That's what I mean.
2: Like an arcade game or something, no. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I I think everybody has a natural ability to open up their nervous system and discern quantum reality for sure. Um, But yes, I became much more sensitive to everything.
2: Are there any clients that you will not accept? Do you turn them down?
4: Not usually, no. I would say probably the one or two clients that I had to turn down were the people who wouldn't. Do the self work because that's part of it. Like you have to be present for your own healing. If your mind is elsewhere, if your energy is elsewhere, it's not going to be as effective.
2: How do they feel about themselves after sessions with you?
4: Wow, the the range really varies. It varies on what they're embodying, um, as far as programming or, or issues physically. But I would say basically, most everybody feels lighter, more present. They have clearer neurological function. Um, They have an an embodiment of an energy that allows them to move past stagnation at places in their life where they would second-guess themselves. Um, They feel a lot more clear, a lot less noise.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.